Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to past sermons from our pastor, Philip Koontz. This service was on May 2nd of 2021, and it is a sermon entitled, Hero Worship. Now, of course, we invite you to visit us anytime, 310 Randolph Road, especially, of course, during worship times, which would be 9.30 a.m. every Sunday is, of course, Bible school, and then 11 o'clock is when we hold our worship there on Sundays. Come by and visit us at 310 Randolph Road here in Kansas City, Missouri. Make sure you say hello and let us know that you heard about it on the podcast. So without further ado, here is Pastor Philip Coons with Hero Worship. Let's all now please turn. Let's please turn to 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And if you have the physical ability, after you turn to 1 John chapter 3, if you have the physical ability to stand to honor his reading, if you can't, I understand that. And it's okay. It's okay if you can't. Don't worry about it. We don't demand it. It's just an honorary thing. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3 says this. Consider how much love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now are we children of God and it has not yet been revealed that we shall be, or excuse me, what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him, in Jesus, in him purifies himself as, just as he is pure. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. Growing up, I had many heroes. I had five specific heroes in my life. I did. I had five specific heroes in my life. And one of them, believe it or not, was Barney Five. I had Barney Five as a hero and as a little kid. I loved Barney Five. He was one of my favorite guys in the whole wide world. One of them was Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. Hold him up there, Barn. One was Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. Chewbacca was one of my favorite guys in the whole wide world. Barney Fife, of course, was played by Don Knotts, the great Don Knotts. Chewbacca was played by Peter Mayhew, but I love those characters. The third hero was Batman. 
who at the time was played by Adam West. That's right. I loved him very, very much. That's right. You know, you know, I loved him very much. The fourth hero as a child that I loved was Captain Kirk, played by the great William Shatner. And then the fifth, I had a lot of heroes, by the way, more than just these, but these are the ones that just took the cake, was Hulk Hogan. I loved Hulk Hogan. Loved him. These were great characters that I loved as a kid. And I was very blessed because throughout my young childhood and, and all, by the way, I still love them. Still love these characters. But I got to meet these guys, all of them. Now, I never got to shake the hands of Adam West, but I did get to see him dressed like Batman, by the way, in 1988. Dressed in that outfit. By the way, it still fit him pretty good. <laughs> but I got to see all these guys in person. I got to see Don Knotts in person because of Brother Jeff. I got to see him in person. I got to see Peter Mayhew. Got to meet him. Got his autograph. I've got to, uh, I got to see Adam West at World of Wheels, believe it or not. I got to see and meet William Shatner, and I've now gotten to see and meet Hulk Hogan, who, by the way, his real name is Terry Bollet, his birth name, that is. I love these guys. They were my heroes growing up, just some of them. Love them very much. But you know what? As you grow up, you start to realize something about these people. They're human. They're human, and I still love them. I'll always love them, the characters and the people. I'll always love them. They're not my heroes necessarily, the performers, but I'll always love them. The fact of the matter is, is a lot of times when people hear of heroes in life, if they're human and have mistakes and have frailties and make mistakes, people say, well, if they're not perfect, then I can't love them anymore. They villainize them because they make mistakes. I'm talking about the performers, whether it be a musician, a politician, whether it be whoever. They can't be their heroes or people they look up to anymore because they make mistakes. Well, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody. And they can no longer like them. I still like them, even the performers. In fact, this is me sound strange. In some ways, I like them all the more. Not because of the mistakes they made, but because they're human and I can relate to them. I actually like those people. And in fact, and in fact... Knowing that they're human, they make mistakes, I pray for them all the more. All of them. I pray for them because they are human after all. Every single one of them. Well, even the Wookiee, yes. Peter Mayhew was a human. He's gone now. But I'll say I pray for their salvation and I hope they come to know the Lord, all of them. And some have. Some have. Some are gone and I pray and hope they did. On my trip that I took a, a few weeks ago, about a month ago almost, I got to meet a lot of people. You know, that was my favorite part of the trip. It wasn't going to WrestleMania. That was great. But the truth be told, it wasn't that. It was getting to meet some of the people who was there, some of the wrestlers, some of the people who were I looked up to as a kid. Oh, they weren't all my heroes, but I did get to meet them. And the best part was that. But the greatest part was getting to actually stand with them, waiting for, with, for the elevator with them and getting to talk to them as regular people. That was my favorite part. They, getting to talk with them, they were joking with me and talking with me. In fact, one of my favorite people ever is Sergeant Slaughter. Maybe you've heard of him. Sergeant Slaughter was not just a wrestler, he was a G.I. Joe character too. And the great part was, was he wasn't just talking to me as a, a fellow fan. He was actually talking with me as just a regular guy, calling me Philip and talking with me and, you know, joshing with me. In fact, he saw me later on, recognized me in another place and said, Hey, Philip, how you doing? Call me by name. And later on, one of the people that I recognized and knew from TV, he knew of my ministry. And he knew of the things I've gone through. We talked to each other. I told him about some of the tumors and other things I've gone through. 
And he said, this guy's got a great testimony. And they were talking to one another about the things I've been through in my life. And they said, they sure, he sure does. And they were sharing with one another the testimony that I have. And that lifted my spirits to see that these actual people who we see on TV, they almost come surreal because it seems like they're characters, not real people, but they're real people. And to see the real people talking about you and saying that they have a great testimony in ministry, that lifted my spirits. Not because I want to be put up on a pedestal, but the fact that these people who I've had toys of and sometimes still do and, and all this kind of stuff makes me feel like I'm an actual, I'm right there with them. You know why? Because they're human after all. They're human after all. The title of today's sermon is Hero Worship. Hero Worship. You know, a lot of people have hero worship of people in this world. They really do. And the fact is, is when people hero worship someone, they think of them as being perfect and wonderful. And that they never make mistakes. And we know that's not true. Everybody makes mistakes. And we'll get to that in a moment. The fact is, is they're heroes to people and they're perfect and they never make mistakes. And people think of them that way, that they can never make a mistake. And once they make a mistake, people start to boo them and hiss them and hate them. And they put them uh, and if they disagree with them on something. Oh, I love this guy. or I love that girl. And, and then the moment that they in the moment that they disagree with them politically or, or in another worshiping way, like let's say that, oh, I like this musician, but wait a minute. Oh, I can't like him anymore because he's a Christian and I'm a Muslim or whatever the case may be, whatever it might be. Suddenly, ooh, boo, hiss, hiss. Now we villainize them. People start to villainize people. We can't like them anymore because they made a mistake and they went out and got drunk or whatever the case may be. You see it all the time on the news. People villainize a person or, oh, hey, we can't like a celebrity anymore. We have to take them off a TV show or whatever else because they said something about Christ. We see it all the time. People villainize someone who once was a hero and two seconds later they villainize them. Why? Because they said they're a Christian. They said they don't agree with this lifestyle or whatever it might be that's popular all of a sudden. And folks, it changes in a split second. It changes in a split second. But the fact of the matter is, is one minute, one per, a person is thought of as a hero and they have hero worship. And then all of a sudden they're villainized. And it can happen in a split second. A hero is to be revered and praised. And a villain, when you're a villain, is to be hated and booed. That's how it is. Now, when I was a child in the wrestling world, you had either a face, let's just say a baby face, a face or heel. And they could change for the dumbest reason. To help the guy out, all right? But nowadays, it's a person's opinion. A person's opinion. Oh, I hate this person. I love this person. It depends on what side of the world you're on. I remember in school, you could go to one hallway and a person was loved and ha ha ha. You go to the other hallway and the person was booed and hated. It's the same way in town. That's that way. It's the same way on TV. On one, one uh, area, a person is booed and hissed and hated. And then you go to another place and they're, and they're loved. And why? It depends on the attitudes. It depends on the attitudes. And that's how it is in this day and age. Personal opinions, point of views, and emotions. It happens this way with actors, musicians, politicians, and quite frankly, with the world, because they don't nowadays want any biblical point of view at all. If you have anything to say that's biblical, you're said, you went from being a hero to what? A villain. In a split second. Hero worship to villain loathed, villain loathing. You're now worthless and horrible. You can never do any good. And you're now part of what they call cancel culture. All because you decided 
to say this is right or this is wrong. And in reality, it's not about you at all. It's about someone else. Christ. It's about Christ. That's who it's about. Now, let me explain something. People still do heroic things. The police do heroic things. Police officers make mistakes. People make mistakes. But folks, I still am proud of the police. I'm still proud of the firemen. I'm still proud of the people of the ambulance. I'm still proud of the doctors of people who save lives every single day. That's heroic. But they're not perfect. They still make mistakes. They still do stupid things. They still sometimes do things they shouldn't do. That doesn't mean they're villains and they shouldn't be villainized. And neither should you because you still do good things and sometimes bad things too. That's not a justification of the bad, but people are going to villainize you. But again, it depends on where you are in your life. You know, when I went to WrestleMania a few weeks ago, it was very kind of funny because here, Tom Brady's booed. He's despised because he won the, you can say it, Jeff, the Super Bowl. And we don't like that, do we? We say, boo, he didn't do it. The referees did. We know that. But here's the thing. We know that. But when I went there, it was in Tampa Bay, folks. It was in Tampa Bay. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I go to Tampa Bay and, oh, they had signs, Tom Brady, woo And they was praising everything about Tom Brady. And I had to go there and wouldn't you know where I had a seat or had to, my seat was at where I had to go sit, there was a big old poster of, oh, Tom Brady. And, and people were praising the great Tom Brady, the cheater, and all these other things. And I didn't like that. Here he thought of as a villain. There he thought of as a hero because it depends on where you're at in life. It depends on where you're at, where your position is. Is a person who thought of as a hero or a villain? As a Batman line once said, that it depends on where you're on. You'll either be die a hero or live long enough to see yourself as a villain. And that's the way it is in life sometimes. That's the way it is. And folks, I hate to tell you this, but you as a Christian are seen as a villain. You are. You are. And there are people who misuse the Bible to see themselves as the hero of the story. Christians do it all the time. Oh, I'm the hero of the story. No, you're not. You're not the hero of the story, Christians. You're not the hero of the story. We're not. Let's look at that for a second. We as Christians... We live for the Lord, but we're not the hero of the story. Everyone makes mistakes, and we're not perfect. And we know that. We know the Romans 3.23 says, All of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. We know that. Jesus tells us, Matthew 26.41, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We know. We know that we make mistakes. Does that mean that we're evil? Without Christ, yes. Without Christ, yes. That we will do bad things. However, we are to walk in the spirit. As it says in Galatians 5, 16, Paul says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall fulfill, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We can walk in the spirit, not because of ourselves, but because of Christ in us. Because we know that though we are not the hero, we are the hero with us. I keep the hero of Christ with me all the time. No, not this literally. But he's with us all the time. His word, he is the hero. Christ is the hero and we know that. Christ is our hero. The hero is Christ and he lives in us in the Holy Spirit and guides us every day to do what is right. We're to worship the hero and let him live in us. We're to let him live in us. And you know, the Bible tells us he's the hero. You might say, really? I said, yes. See, look, my Bible says it. My Bible says that he's the hero. My Bible says Jesus is my superhero. And he is. My Bible doesn't say that. Well, it does, but it says it through the verses. It does. It says it through the verses. 
Jesus is my superhero. Jesus is the hero. Christ, this hero, lives in us every day. And the people of the world want to say this to you today. Who are you to say what is right and wrong? Huh? Well, I'm not. I'm not. Christ is. And his word is. <clears throat> this is what it says in James 4, 17. Therefore, to him who knows what is good and does not do it, it is sin. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. But when we don't do it, that is sin. And so many people do what's wrong and they try to convince themselves and everyone else that it is okay. And that is why so many people don't like Christ. And they try to convince themselves that it's okay to keep on doing those things. They want to convince themselves that it's natural to live in sin. It's natural to live in certain lifestyles. It's natural to do those things. But it's not natural. It's all emotional and it's mental. Are you saying that people who live lifestyles outside of the Bible are mental? Yeah, you heard me say it. They're mental. They're mental, absolutely mental, because Satan has mentally abused them and mentally and emotionally taken advantage of them. Yes, they're mental. When we live in sin, we're mental. You say we're crazy? Well, you can take it how you will, but yes, you're mental. Absolutely. Isaiah 520, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, right and wrong. Wrong or right. Here we go. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who exchange darkness for light and light for darkness, who exchange bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who call right wrong or wrong right. Woe to those. Who are you to say what's right and wrong? I'm not. You're not. But Christ is. The hero is. The true hero. Why are you calling Christ a hero? Well, well, if perfect, is what you have to be to truly be a hero. There's only one who's been perfect. There's only one who's never sinned. There's only one who's never been wrong. There's only one who's never made a mistake. There's only one who can truly wear that cape. Figuratively speaking. I'm not asking you to start going around wearing a cape here. I could, technically. And by that, I simply mean I have one. <laughs> but simply saying, simply saying, there's only one who's good, and that's Christ. Only Jesus is perfect. However, that perfect one lives within us. When we don't make mistakes, when we do right, it's because we're allowing Jesus to live through us. Amen? Amen. Because we need to remember something, folks. A lot of Christians want to come off holier than thou, and the world hates that. It's because we're not avengers. We're not the avengers. We're not. A lot of people want to come off that way. But Romans 12 and 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to God's wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Remember that. We're not the Justice League. We're not the people to bring justice. No, no, no. We're not. We're not to do that. It says in Isaiah 42 that the hero, the true hero, which is Christ, the true hero will bring justice. That hero, of course, is the Lord God, the only perfect one, the Lord God Jesus. He is the hero. He will bring perfection. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, which we can seek from Christ, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all men liberally without criticism, and it will be given to him. If you want wisdom, go to the word. Go through prayer. God will give you wisdom to let the hero live through you. He'll do it. Galatians 6.9, before I go on, I think a lot of times we know. We know, we know, we know when we're not living heroically. When we're not letting the hero live through us. But we try to play dumb, don't we? No, I'm not doing anything right. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we, we are. We know it. 
Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary in doing good. This is hard. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. It's hard not to grow weary when the whole world's against you and you feel like giving up, but you can't. Don't grow weary, just keep going. Once again, that's Galatians 6, 9. But we're living in a cancel culture, wicked society. And the world sees you as wicked. Who are you to judge? Well, we're not. And we know that. We know that the hero is. So then you get the villain loathing coming upon you. You start to be seen as a villain for loving. I never in my life thought I'd ever see that. Doing good for people, showing them that Christ loves them, telling them that Christ is the way, telling them that Christ loves them, and suddenly you're a villain. (laughs) You're a jerk. You're mean. You're mean for saying that Christ loves you. Oh, shame on you for saying that God loves us. What? How weird is that? For saying that Christ is the way to heaven? Oh, that's so judgmental. Oh, that's so mean. Folks, I hear this stuff all the time. I'm not kidding you. I I have people constantly trying to tear me up online. Sometimes they call me a person. Sometimes they send me things that are vile and filthy and other things. I have to delete it right away. I kid you not. I kid you not. You don't know. But people send me things all the time trying to destroy me. Satan sends me things to people trying to destroy my stance for the Lord. And I have to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't mean I I send him that personally right to him. But I say, don't send me the trash anymore. Get thee behind me, Satan. Because I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get rid of the hero that is within me. Not me. Not me. But he. We live in a society where even the children, even the children, like villains... More than they like heroes a lot of times. I kid you not. This is why I have this tie. There's a lot of children who prefer the villains over the heroes. I kid you not. We live in a society where a lot of little children want the villains to win. They have movies about the villains winning and the heroes losing. And they like it. Yay, yay. Let the good guys lose. They're too nice, too good, too guys, too good. Oh, that doesn't matter, Pastor. Yes, it does. It shows an attitude shift. It shows an attitude change that they think the good guys, Superman and others, are too nice. It's too good at two shoes. We want the bad guys to win and kill them. That's horrible. Doesn't that show a terrible attitude of a generation coming up? That the bad guys are good and the good guys are bad? It shows exactly what the Bible's telling us. And I know it may, not, it may sound silly, but folks, it's not silly. It's horrible. It's horrible. An attitude is brewing up that the little children don't understand the difference between right and wrong. It's awful. That's not just may sound like entertainment. It's not. They loathe the good and call them villains. They do it with political stuff. They do it with biblical stuff. They even try to change the Bible and what it stands for and what it means. And they see he who is the hero as a villain because of what he said is truth. They call it a lie. It's not because of the person is truly a villain. It's because of opinions. And opinions and emotions have changed and because of guilt that they feel. Because of guilt that they feel. And they don't want to feel that guilt. I personally have had things said about me. They're absolute, ball face, horrible, evil lies. But no, let's not face the truth. Let's change the truth. Let's change the truth. And then I don't have to feel guilty anymore. That doesn't change what the truth is. And when we all stand before the Lord God, the truth will be the truth. And you cannot change what the truth is, no matter if you call that person a villain or not. Proverbs 14, 12 says, 
There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. In the world, they may say, this is right. It still leads to death. It leads to death. Folks, sin is sin and it is wrong. They may say it's right. It's not. It's not. Romans 2, 1. Therefore, you are without excuse, O man, whoever you are who judges. For when you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge do the same. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. Aren't you judging them? No, 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 no. This is Paul talking to those who live in sin and are trying to condemn those, saying that they are sinful. No, we're talking about the world trying to condemn others and saying that they are damned. We're not to live ungodly. We must live godly. And these people who are trying to villainize others when they are living a villainous life, we need to follow the Lord God. That's the only way that we are saved. Because Remember, we're not the heroes, but we are following the hero. Okay? We already know that without the hero, we would be condemned and damned to hell. We already know that. 1 Timothy 4.12 let no one desire your youth, but be an example to the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, what does that mean? Let no one desire your youth. We're not talking about being young. We're not young. We know that. Oh, pastor, don't say that to me. That hurts. No, 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 no. Let no one, listen what it says. Let no one desire your youth. That means your past. In our past, we made horrible mistakes. We know that. In our lost days, we made mistakes. But that's a wonderful thing. Not that we made mistakes, but that God can take the mistakes of our youth and use them to reach other people and say, even in our mistakes, even in the things that we did wrong, God can take that and reach others and bring them to the Lord God. That's a beautiful thing. And then you have those who live in a vigilante life. A vigilante life. That's what we call vigilante laziness. They live in the middle of the road. Middle of the road. And what does it say in Revelation 3.16? Revelation 3.16. Well, we already know what John 3.16 says. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Revelation 3.16 says, So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Okay. Okay. So vigilante laziness, the people who don't want to be unpopular with the world, and they don't want, they, they want to be popular with the world, they don't want to be unpopular with the Christian, so they try to stay in the middle. We can't be that. We can't be that, folks. We can't. We know that's wrong. And you say, yeah, but what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? That became a very popular thing. Well, we know what Jesus would do. It says in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it says that on Palm Sunday, Jesus, Jesus was praised and worshipped as a hero. He was praised and worshipped as a hero. And all the people yelled, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Hosanna. And they took palm leaves and they praised him. And they were on one side of the road and on the other side of the road. And they praised him like a hero. And they loved him and they praised him. And all the people loved Jesus Christ. And they praised him and they wanted to praise him like a hero. And they couldn't believe this. And they said that he was a son of God. And they loved him like a hero. And they just couldn't believe and they knew that this was God in the flesh 
They knew it. And yet four days later, they booed him. They hissed him. They yelled, crucify him. They wanted him to die and they villainized him. Some of the exact same people that praised him like a hero now booed him and wanted him to die and villainized him. The same folks, a lot of them, thought the exact same thing. They now claimed him to say, well, he says he's king of the Jews. Well, folks, some of those same people were calling him king of the Jews and king of Israel. Just four days later. Why? Because one moment they're giving him hero worship. And now they're what are they doing? They're giving villain loathing just right there. It happened to him and it's going to happen to you. And you know why? Because you're praising the hero and giving the true hero, Christ, hero worship. And so the question I have for you is, do we praise the hero or do we go along with the villain of Satan and the ways of the world? Sometimes, if we're not careful, not even intentionally, we'll go along with the world because we have that flesh in us. We do. We have that flesh in us. And if we don't walk every single day, taking the dust off our feet, taking that dust off our feet, we will find ourselves walking with the world, talking with the world and like the world and doing the things and not even knowing it. We may yell crucify. And folks, we can't do that. We have to go along helping out the hero. On that day, when Jesus was placed on that cross, there was one man, one man, one man who was made to help Jesus carry that cross. Just one man. I don't know if he wanted to or not, but he did help. And he carried that cross. He helped him. And I've seen several times where at one point Jesus had such a hard time. I, I know on films, I don't know if it actually happened this way or not. We don't, we don't know because we weren't there. But we know that Jesus had a difficulty. Folks, he'd been beaten to death in a sense. How do you say that? Well, by the time he was up on the cross, he bled very, very profusely. They've been beaten so many times with shards of glass and other things upon the whip, whips. And by the time that he had been beaten to death, he could barely carry that cross. It's hard to carry the cross when you're healthy, let alone, especially up those roads, let alone when you've been beaten and spit at and laughed at and mocked and made fun of and kicked and everything else in the world and cut and all of that. And not to mention the thorn, the crowns on his head. And he was going up that road and that man was made to help carry the cross. The one man carried that cross as he was mocked and made fun of. And the man carried it with him. That's just the one. Today, cross is mocked and made fun of. He's not called a hero. He's called a villain, called unloving. And we Christians today are that man. Some Christians don't want to pick up that cross. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to, I don't want to see as unloving to the people of the world, that's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. We're to be like the man. Simeon, to pick up that cross and walk with them. Or, we are to set up the sidelines. When you do that, whether you're saying it out loud or not, you're helping boo him. You're helping hiss at him. No, 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 I'm praising him quietly. Quietly, maybe. But I'm going to tell you something. They don't know. I, I've seen so many people like, well, technically, secretly, secretly, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, don't don't secret. Don't secret. Because if you're doing it secretly, it's because you're also 
letting them think that you're agreeing with them. And you're ashamed to praise his name. That's a shame that you're doing that. Because Jesus wants you to stand up and cheer his name. And I'm going to do it. Even though it hurts, I'm going to stand up, be booed at, spit on. They're going to make fun of you for something. Get a pick up the cross and help him carry it. Be mocked with them. I don't know about you, but on that day of worship, the one man helped him. And no one minded standing with Christ Jesus when he was being praised. No one minded that whenever he's being praised. No one minds being praised with Jesus. But people do mind being booed and hissed and villainized with the hero. On the day of loathing, will you carry the cross with Jesus, the hero, and be spat at and mocked? I will. Will you? John 3, 16, 1 through 21 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, this is the verdict. The light has come into the world and men who love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that it may be revealed that his deeds have been done in God. You're either going to die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain to the world. Be made to look like a villain because you will be made to look like a villain because opinions change. But folks, God's opinion doesn't change. God's opinion doesn't change. And one day we will stand before God. And I'll just be honest. I don't care what the world thinks about me. I care if they want to villainize me. In the sense that if they villainize me because I'm standing for Christ, then that's a good thing. I will stand with Christ and die with Christ and look at the world and say, he loves you and so do I. That's what I will do. Be a true hero like the true hero himself. For he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he always will be. The last verse is Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's now close in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord God, my hero, Lord Jesus, our hero, the one who gave himself for us. Lord, I, I know that we have all fallen short, but Lord, I pray that you will live through us those who need you and haven't reached out to you, I pray for them today. Lord, I know that we all fall short and that we at times allow our flesh to live out. I pray for us today, for all of us. I pray, Lord, that you will show us our shortcomings. I pray, Lord God, that you will show us today what we need to give unto you. I pray, Lord God, that this very day that you will allow us, Lord Jesus Christ, give us a chance, give us the ability to see those things so we can give them up. And Lord Jesus, I also do pray that your will be done. And Lord, even with the failures that we have in our lives, I pray, Lord, that it will be used for your will. 
perhaps will be used to show other people who are God and that they uh, can use them for their strength. Lord, I know you can do everything and anything. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you, the hero, will live through us, that your strength can be seen. I pray this in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.